Welcome to the Glory Tellers Podcast. We're your hosts, Emily, Caitlin, and Beth Ann. Here we share stories of people who are doing extraordinary things in the midst of their ordinary lives. All for the glory of God. We are so excited you're here. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a minute. Gosh, I feel like life, so much life has happened since the last time we recorded. Mm-hmm. It's just what happens. It's real life. We are real people. Um, we have a lot of kids and things just happen. And this has been a really heavy season with lots of health issues and COVID and uh, family members in the NICU where it's just been very consuming to our time. And it's going to kind of play into what we talk about today. So this is Emily and I'm here with Beth Ann. Hey, hey. We're recording at my house together today, which is a feat in itself. <laughs> it is dreary outside. It is rainy, but it is Tuesday. So when you hear this episode, it's not going to be Tuesday. But what I mean is it's 2-22-22. Mm-hmm. It's Tuesday. It so that's kind of a fun day to record. <laughs> um, we have been talking about just in our personal lives back and forth, the winter blues. And I know that every, it hits everyone. If you live where we live, we are in the middle of the country. There is year-round seasons. We have full spring, summer, fall, winter. It gets cold and dreary in the winter months. We have lots of snow and ice. And our kids are in our house jumping off the walls. Mm -hmm. And we just need spring Mm -hmm. to come. Holidays are over. New Year's resolutions have faded. Mm -hmm. And we are just anticipating spring. So today we are going to talk about... Um, some accountability that we have been holding each other to, to help with the winter blues. And I just first want to say, if you are struggling with depression, anxiety, like these winter blues, please talk to someone about it. Um, Even if it's just a friend or a family member, confide in them. Don't hide it. If you are struggling mentally, um, it is just like any other health issue. You need to take it very seriously. This is your brain. It is another organ. If you are struggling, please talk to someone. Um, mental health has been a really big topic in the news lately um, with pandemic and masks and kids and the division. And so if that is you, um, obviously some of the things that we say today are not going to fix it. Sometimes it's medication. Sometimes it's speaking to a professional. So we just want to acknowledge that up front too. And just know that um, by some of the accountability items that we give, obviously it's not going to be a quick fix. They are just simple routine things that we have found in our day-to-day that have helped us. So um, anyway, I just wanted to start it off like that. But Yeah, these are just like some little things we kind of thought of that we... Helped would help us through. Um, like Emily said, seasonal depression is real, and these might just be some things that you can incorporate along with um, something more. So, mm-hmm. uh, like we like to say, use it or lose it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and maybe you don't really struggle with seasonal depression, but you struggle with routine and keeping a routine. And this could just motivate you to have an accountability partner, or you may like the routines that we've put into place. Now, I will say, <laughs> I need to plug this disclaimer. <laughs> I started out real strong with this at the beginning of the year, but the last three weeks, like I said, have been full of back-to-back medical issues with members of our family, and we've been helping and serving our family, and so those things have gone on the back burner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't want to I don't want to say that we are doing these things and we're keeping it so rigid that life can't happen and there's no margin because that's not what we're saying. Right. This is just 
a starting point. It's bullet points. It's a goal. And if you don't achieve it, it's okay. Life happens. Yeah. The nice thing about it is like, it's just kind of a framework and, you know, seasons will come like the one we've been in where, like she said, um, you know, lots of extra stuff has been going on that's taken our time and attention and energy. But the good thing about having something in place is that you always have it to jump right back to Mm -hmm. once things calm down, you know, and they're always like in your mind. Um, So with all of those disclaimers, (laughs) I know, right? So we can be well understood and yeah. Yeah. We, we have no problems with over explaining doing. Anyway. No. <laughs> no. And we've had coffee yeah. and yeah. it's time to talk and it's girl time. So here we go. <laughs> so I'm going to start us off with the three main things we have been focusing on. So if you are in a similar stage of life, 30s, have kids, maybe don't have kids, but you maybe have a um, full-time job and you're you're struggling to balance things here, this is for you. We are obviously going to have a ton of laundry and a ton of dishes and a house that needs to be cleaned and work that needs to be done. And this is the time of our life where things start going downhill. So we know that there are there's some importance to moving our body, keeping it active and healthy. And so, okay, here's our three pillars of accountability that we have made. We are trying to hold each other accountable to these things and checking in with each other daily in best case scenario, Mm -hmm. Bible time with Jesus, making it a first priority, moving our body somehow, some way, (laughs) and a household task. So we've created sort of a little schedule. I can break that down next, but how has that worked for you, Bethann? Um, really well, just because I, I do better if I just know what I'm supposed to do, you know, Mm -hmm. like tell me what to do, give me a plan and then I can go by it. But if I don't have any parameters, I will just not. Yeah. Just do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Accountability is huge for me. Yeah. Um, same. Anytime I've tried to work out or anything like that, I, I need to have some type of accountability or I will just quit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. And it's, it's almost like if I, well, it's when I know someone's going to check in with me, I don't want to let them down, mm-hmm. especially if they're doing it too. So I feel like having an accountability partner with anything is so important. But when you know someone is going to be asking me at the end of the day, if I spent time with Jesus this morning, if I walked or moved my body somehow, and if I did some laundry, <laughs> you, you're going to be held accountable. And so that's been really helpful, but we wanted to lower the bar. So you don't have to do an hour long workout or spend two hours in your Bible or clean your entire house. We're saying as little as Open up and read one chapter in your Bible this morning. Do some sort of movement. Take a walk with your kids and do a household task. Do laundry. That's it. Don't touch anything else. Don't clean your kitchen. Don't clean your bathrooms. Just do your laundry. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the week, we have had seven chapters read in the Bible, seven days that we have moved our body, and seven times that we have done a household task. And that changes every day. So it could be laundry one day, bathrooms the next, and we'll break that down. But... I've really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, the last couple weeks have been off because we haven't been home very much. And that does change it. You know, you Mm -hmm. were just on vacation. Mm -hmm. And so obviously that's going to throw a wrench in it. But the good thing about these things is I feel like you can jump right back in where you left off when you've got these bullets to go back to. Yeah. So what we have done personally for our um, Bible or time with Jesus um, accountability so far is we read through John um, and we kind of just 
let each other read however much we wanted or mm-hmm. could that day. But then we would check in, you know, about what we had read and if we had read. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we recently started a study called Discerning the Voice of God by Priscilla Shirer. Um, it's one that I have wanted to do for years and just never had made a priority to do. So I was like, Hey, we can do this next. And Emily was down. So, um, so I'm wondering, um, through our Bible study time with Jesus so far, what is something you feel like God's really spoken to you through that? I think just that we don't have to have it all in one day. We don't have to, you know how they say like, you can't eat an elephant, like, or how do you eat an elephant, like, a chunk at a time? I know that's, yeah. like, a horrible analogy, but it's kind yeah. of, I would go into reading a study or the Bible and feel like I have to do a ton, mm-hmm. and I would look at the quantity over the quality, and I feel like, so, giving myself one chapter a day, the quality is better because I study that one scripture, and I might look in different versions of the Bible. I will look mm-hmm. at the commentary. I don't rush through it because I know that's the only thing I'm studying that mm-hmm. day. And so I was thinking, what else in my life is like that, you know, of this little bit of a time mentality? And the I kept think, going back to, like, think about a plant. You know, you water it, and it grows so slowly that you don't see it grow. But you have to keep coming back and taking care of that plant and taking care of that plant. And finally, that plant has grown so much because you have cared for it day after day. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same with like our kids. You don't see them grow. You know, they grow so gradually every single day that going back and taking care of them every single day, just a little bit of a time at the end, look what you've accomplished. You know, you have helped raise a child, a living person. And so... I think that that has kind of, it's helped me to pace life a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Don't take on too much. Mm-hmm. Focus on maybe the quality over the quantity. You don't have to do it all mm-hmm. right now. What about you? Yeah. Well, I agree with that. Also, just, you know, when you make a big lofty goal, then mm-hmm. it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And what I've uh, found also is starting with that little, um, you know, it isn't overwhelming. So you do it and mm-hmm. then... Maybe you just want to do more yeah. or go farther, so you do. Mm-hmm. And I think it multiplies, you yeah. know? Starting so, is the hardest part. Yeah, for sure. And then restarting after you've stopped is hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, something that I feel like I've been learning or God's been teaching me is just about, like, wanting him for him mm-hmm. and for his presence, just wanting to be with him uh, versus, like, Wanting to be with him for what he can do for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's John chapter 6, Jesus is saying, you want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot in John about just, you know, people following him because of his miracles. Mm-hmm. And um, while that's great that they saw what he could do, they were following him only for what he could do for them. Yeah. Um, so that's challenging to me oh, because man. when you think about why you, mm-hmm. when you, when you really get real with yourself about your motivations, I mm-hmm. think, you know, it is our humanly fleshly nature to, for it to be, you know, what can I get out of this? Oh, what am I going to sure. do about this? You know, what is it going to do for me? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Especially with working out too. Yeah. Because if you're going into it, like, I want to shred, I want to look great in a bikini. Like, are we doing this for the right yes. intentions? Or are we doing this to sustain it so that we can become stronger, so that we can serve 
mm-hmm. serve our families better. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, we all want to look a little more mm-hmm. toned and in shape. I get that. But are we doing it for the right intentions? Yeah. And exercise has really helped my mental health so much. I can tell when I get in a funk, it's because I haven't been in my Bible and I haven't been moving my body, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. I have not been eating well. Mm-hmm. And so much of our mental health starts in our gut. So if you are eating unhealthy, that is step one. <laughs> Reduce the inflammation, eat healthy. But um, mm-hmm. th- really, honestly, that gut-brain connection, if you have any interest in that, you should definitely look it up. It is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so what have you been doing for your little bits of moving your body every day? Well, I jumped on the Peloton train mm-hmm. at some point in the past year, so, um, but I haven't been consistent with using it, so this was a good opportunity for me to be like, look, I have mm-hmm. this bike and I really need to use it, mm-hmm. you know? So that has been mainly what I've been doing, and even with that, not putting a lot of pressure on myself to like do a super hard ride, but to get on there and do like a 20 minute feel good ride, which right. is a little lower impact or, or a low impact ride and not feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm moving my body, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and they have strength workouts and, you know, stretching and all kinds of stuff on there. Mm-hmm. So I've really been trying to just ask myself, like, what do I feel like doing today? What does my body feel like it can handle today? Yeah. And then honoring that mm-hmm. versus trying to, you know, yeah. just slam it and then right. miserable and not wanting to do it the next day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of an all or nothing. So I'm like, well, if I can't do an hour workout today, I'm just not going to work out this yeah. week. <laughs> if I would just get up and walk or ride a bike 15 minutes. Right. And then at the end of the week, that's hours of workout. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, so I need to get over that. That's a yeah. problem for me. And I also look at it like I'm punishing my body mm-hmm. and, um, instead of doing it for my health. So yep. it is that mental switch. Like, why am I doing this? I can actually do things that I enjoy doing and call it exercise. It doesn't have to be a ton of weights or a ton of running. It can be whatever I want it to be, whatever I want it to be that day. So for me, I've been doing a lot of walking. Mm -hmm. I just like to walk. I walk and answer emails and can like get more done. I can walk on the treadmill when my kids play next to me. We can go for a walk outside. Mm -hmm. It's manageable in this season of life and especially outside, getting out in nature and feeling the fresh air and hearing the birds and being off my phone. It's really good for my mental health. So Mm -hmm. I've been walking. Yeah. And with the walking too, you know, there's the NEAT, they call it, which is like non-exercise activity, Mm -hmm. which is basically like your steps per day, you know, you're just your, your activity level. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people working from home and stay at home moms, you know, like it can, we can sit down and not realize it for a pretty long time. Yes. Um, I know like that is not where it needs to be for me. Mm -hmm. I know that. Mm -hmm. And so I too really want to walk a lot more, but man, the weather holds me back. (laughs) I know. Same here. I always get in a rut in the winter and then I put on that extra weight from the holidays and hibernation, you know, Mm -hmm. and then I'm like, Ooh, Oh no, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in a bathing suit soon. Let's, uh, (laughs) (laughs) nothing's fitting. I know. But man, and we are so hard on ourselves. So much of it has had to be like body acceptance for me too. And Mm -hmm. just realize my body is not going to be the same. It Mm -hmm. was when I was in my twenties. Um, so I I think that walking Mm -hmm. is enjoyable for me. I like to do it and my body doesn't respond well to hard workouts. I have autoimmune tendencies. So when I work out really, really hard, it puts my body in this state of stress and anxiety, which it is good stress, but it is still stress. And my body holds on to the weight. So I have to be really creative with how I work out. If I 
went to the gym five days a week and lifted heavy weights and ran and did all these things, I might actually gain weight. Mm -hmm. It's like my body goes opposite. So Mm -hmm. learning your body and listening to it is so important too. It is. And I found that, you know, when I'm in a funk because I haven't done, I haven't spent time with Jesus and I haven't moved my body. Well, then I'm just in like this depressed funk and that's when my house Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because then I don't feel like doing anything. Mm -hmm. Everything seems overwhelming. I have no endorphins, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, We've come off the rails. Yeah. And so that's where, that's when the uh, house falls apart. And so I think these three things really do work together. Yeah. Um, So you want to tell them what our household schedule is? Sure. (laughs) So back in the day when blogging was a thing and people still, you know, went to blogs and read them. We both blogged, actually. Mm-hmm. And I had, I remember a blog post that I did. I was so precious. Like, I had one baby, and I was so overwhelmed, and I had created a cleaning schedule. And I really stuck with it, and it worked. Mm-hmm. But then as I added children and responsibilities, that sort of fell away. And we've been through seasons where we've hired people to help us clean, and seasons where we've just lived in the filth and said, mm-hmm. we live in this home, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, when I take on extra work, I feel like I'm supporting another business, like if they come clean. But for the day-to-day maintenance, it needed to be broken up because it's just, you're going to hate yourself Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you have to do all of it every day. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be resentful to your kids for living in the house too. And that's no way to live. So what I did was I split it up in the days that I thought were functional for us. And for me, that means resting on the weekends, doing nothing, just no housework on the weekends. Of course, you're doing preparation for the week anyway, packing lunches, getting the kids' backpacks ready and all that. But I save my laundry for Mondays. And so when we created this, I said, let's do laundry Mondays and Fridays. And in the middle days, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we'll do kitchen, bathrooms, floors. Those are the main zones of the house that I felt like if we did daily maintenance, things are going to feel a little bit more under control. We have two days dedicated to laundry. So if it doesn't all get done, it's fine. We'll do it another day this week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, starting out fresh with clean laundry on a Monday was just helpful. And that could be throwing one load in. Just do a load. Mm -hmm. And... Then on the other days, when I say like dedicate a day to a room, I mean clean that room. So your kitchen's not just wiping down the counters. It's scrub your sink, clean off all the counters and wipe it down. Clean out your microwave, wipe down your appliances, like do a deep clean. And honestly, by the next week, you're like, I really don't need another deep clean, you know? And so pacing it out and spreading it out that has been so helpful for my type a brain mm-hmm. and people are probably rolling their eyes like I am not going to do a schedule and I just challenge you try it mm-hmm. try it for two weeks here's a challenge for you try it for two weeks and see if it doesn't change your habits mm-hmm. you know like practicing is I, I had wrote this quote down because I thought it was so good practicing something builds a new muscle so if if you just get into these routines where you're doing a little bit of each thing a day, you're building that new muscle and it's going to become just your, mm-hmm. your normal. Yeah. It won't be so overwhelming. Yeah. And I think it's helpful for your family to know too, like put your list up on the, on the refrigerator or whatever, what day is what, mm-hmm. because you know, then your kids can know what's being cleaned that day if they're at home or your spouse. Um, I thought it was funny. Sean told me when we made this cleaning <laughs> schedule and I told him about it, he was like, I've been asking for a cleaning schedule forever. And first I wanted to punch him. Yeah. But (laughs) then I realized, which I knew that really, that it's because he wants to help. He just doesn't know what to do. Right. You know? Um, 
And his schedule is such that, you know, he's he can be home like three days of the week. Mm-hmm. So he can help. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just for him to also know this is what needs to get done today. So I think that's a, yeah, it's and good make, for everybody. Make the kids help too. Mm-hmm. Like I try to communicate to them. I am not the only one living here. Yeah. And I know that it is my job to take care of you all. But when you're not picking up your messes repeatedly... <laughs> When you are leaving all of your dirty clothes on your floor, when you're leaving art messes on the table, those are your messes Mm -hmm. and you need to clean them up. Like I am not your maid. I am your mother and we are going to learn responsibility. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I have to beat it into their head every single day, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, metaphorically, of course. And gosh, it's just so hard to get them to do anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like pulling teeth, but I feel like that is part of discipling because Mm -hmm. I'm showing them you all are my job. I'm taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's also showing them we take care of our things. We respect our property. Mm-hmm. Um, you honor your parents. You listen to them. And it teaches them, like, you don't always get to just decide you get to do whatever you want to do. Right. Sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. But yes. um, I don't know. We try to weave in some life lessons in there, mm-hmm. too. So please don't hear us that we've, like, perfected this. Because like I just said, the last three weeks I have not done this. It has been very much thriving or not thriving Mm -hmm. surviving Mm -hmm. not thriving for us the last three weeks Mm -hmm. uh so give yourself grace create margin Mm -hmm. um tell me what's your least favorite chore Mm, well I would have to say mopping floors Mm -hmm. um I'm fine with vacuuming but mopping I don't know what it is about it Mm -hmm. I think I'm it's kind of like an OCD tendency where Mm -hmm. I want it to be perfect and it just never is Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I just hate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like mopping yeah. either. Do people really still mop? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, I yeah, mean, on our floor day, we could just be vacuuming. I know it's necessary, dust mopping. but yeah, oh, I know. Which is, I mean, why I don't do it nearly enough. Yeah. But, and also laundry. Yeah. I mean, the putting away of laundry. Well, it's just never ending. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's it's, just always laundry. Yeah. You, you think I'm caught up, and then the next mm-hmm. you look over, and your kids have stripped off mm-hmm. all their clothes, and you're like, oh, yeah. I that's, was all caught up. It's honestly a legit reason to look forward to heaven, because like, <laughs> no no laundry there. I mean, I don't know how that works. Like, yeah. I don't know how we're going to be covered, but right. I do know, I, I feel pretty confident that we're not going to have to do laundry. Yeah, so. I think that's probably <laughs> Or if we do have to do it, like, we're going to love it. It's going to be amazing right. somehow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I can't imagine that. Mine is changing sheets. I loathe washing and changing the sheets. Mm, And it's something that we've got a lot of allergy asthma kids. And so I feel like I have to wash them very regularly Mm -hmm. or it like affects that. Mm -hmm. And I hate it. Taking them off, especially the bunk bed. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. What do you like? What is your favorite chore? Do you have something that you're like, you know what? I really don't. I don't Mm. mind doing this. That is a good question. Actually, dishes is probably one that Ugh. isn't horrible for me. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just feels easier to me somehow. Yeah. Um, and it is like a main part of the house. So just yeah. having that clean is, I think, satisfactory and like rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like with the laundry, you know, I can yeah. shut the door and I don't see it. So mm-hmm. it's easier to ignore and not as rewarding. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I have one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I don't mind yeah. vacuuming. I like mm-hmm. the like instant gratification of vacuuming and like mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the rug lines. or carpet yeah. lines. Yeah. Um, I like that. So anyway. Okay. So we have been, we've went off on a tangent there about our cleaning, but what is saving your life lately? Mm. Tell me what's saving your life lately. Yeah. Um, 
humor aside for from sure. aside from Jesus. Yeah, yeah he saves us Jesus. daily. But. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Um, or I hope it's obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, humor, mm-hmm. memes. You know, mm-hmm. you and I both often share memes yeah. on our Instagram. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you can, like, you can tell when we're, like, probably down or stressed right. or whatever. We've turned to humor. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, I know. Um, I've seen, like, those memes, you know, mm-hmm. that are, like, talking to a therapist and it's like, you know, how are you coping with this? And it's like, well, I share some really funny memes. Yeah. I, you know, I, I do it all through humor and that's definitely me. I, I don't, maybe that's something I need to take up in therapy, but <laughs> humor definitely saves me too. I mm-hmm. love memes. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's like another language. Yeah. It just is funny and short. I don't know. I like yeah. It. Yeah. We also did get away, as you mentioned, we mm-hmm. went on vacation, um, which is not a normal winter thing for us. Yeah. Really the first time we've ever gone anywhere yeah. in the winter, I think, which it was actually Disney World. So happy magical place. But mm-hmm. I think the, the best part about it, breaking up the winter was the better weather, you know? Oh yeah. The sun, the sunshine and the being able to wear short sleeves and feel the air and the sun on your skin. And mm-hmm. So that was a nice break. Yeah. We haven't got away. Um, but I've I've been drinking a new drink in the mornings that's like um it's a phytonutrient drink and it has caffeine in it. And I've I've been making it a point to drink water before coffee. Mm-hmm. That has given me given me so much energy for the day because I do both. I do that and then mm-hmm. I do coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and so I do feel like it I, I feel refreshed. Mm-hmm. Like, I have more energy to get through the day. So that's been something new for mm-hmm. me that I've enjoyed. I'm not going to share what it is, though, because I want to keep trying it before I give my <laughs> seal of approval. But um, mm-hmm. that has helped uh, helped me a lot just because it's things yeah. are heavy, like mm-hmm. I said. So Yeah. Well, now that you mention that, I, I really should say Alani new energy drinks. Oh, yeah. I've still never tried those. Sean and I should probably take out stock in them or something because mm-hmm. we both love them. Mm-hmm. Like, around 2 o'clock. It has some vitamins and other stuff in it, which I don't know if that's what makes it work exceptionally mm-hmm. well, well, but sometimes I feel like coffee just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, it's not strong enough anymore. Yeah. And that does. That works. Maybe it's, kid one or kid two, but by kid right. three, it's, coffee's not going to do I'm it. I'm not necessarily endorsing energy drinks. I do think it's a, a better one than like, it's not like a monster. Right. You know, I mean, you do you, but. Right. <laughs> so let's recap. Bible time. Time with Jesus. Quiet your mind, talk to him, start your day fresh, move your body somehow, some way, and have some sort of household task that you complete in one day. Mm-hmm. And just do that every single day. And mm-hmm. I challenge you to try it and just see how it is and let us know. We would love to know. Yeah. We actually still have not shared who the winner is of sharing this podcast. So if you missed it on our last episode, which was a really good one, and you would definitely love this if you're in that move your body category. Um we said that if you share our podcast, we are going to select one person who shared it and give you a gift and announce it on the next episode. So we are going to do that with every episode. So if you are listening to this right now, please stop what you're doing, finish it out, of course, and share it to your Instagram and tag us so that we can see. If you're private, you may have to let us know that you shared it. But um, we are going to pick one of those people to win something on our next episode. But for this last one, would you like to announce who won? Sure. Our winner is Sarah Decker. And Sarah won a new book that we are both really excited about. Actually, Bethany just got it yesterday. It's the new book from Jenny Allen called Find Your People. And it's all about community and finding people to do life with around you. And so you are the winner, Sarah. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. And please do it in the future. So 
I think this was a really necessary episode for winter blues. Um, I hope that it helped you and inspired you and challenges you to put some of that into place in your life too. So yeah, let me send us off with a quote I had written down. Let's do it. I can't, I can't contribute to anybody because I can't remember where I found it, but it says it is not what we do occasionally that makes the difference. It's what we do consistently. Mm. So I think that goes with all three of these topics and pretty much everything in life. I think so, so too. Just a little bit at a time. All right. Well, hopefully spring comes fast, guys. And thank you for listening. We appreciate the support. Have a good day. Thanks for joining us on the show today. We hope that you have been encouraged by the story that you just heard. Our heart is that the more you share our podcast, the more we can proclaim God's glory and we can inspire others to live on mission right where they are. We challenge you to notice people around you and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Please subscribe to, share, and rate our podcast. Do you or someone you know have a story that we could share? Send us a message at glorytellerspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram to further the encouragement and details for upcoming shows at Glorytellers. And as always, don't forget to check out the show notes for more resources. See you next time.